Angst has gotten a really bad rap. Angst is different from your garden variety depression or ennui in that angst includes an element of hope. It's sort of like the suffering that's required to get to a goal or something that's endured because it'll be better on the other side. I grew up in the late 60s and early 70s. The optimism of winning the Second World War had faded and had been replaced with skepticism of people who were leery of the government as instance after instance of government lying and cover-ups was revealed. It was the nuclear age of Watergate and Vietnam, but it was also the age of the summer of love and the evolution of rock and roll into rock and soul. We were out to improve the world and make it a better place. We were trying to do our part to save or at least improve the world. Some of us tried to do it through spirit and religion. Some of us tried to do it through government or social programs. Some of us tried to change it through protest. And some tried to improve the world through technology. But all of us were on a mission of one sort or another. As time passed, our goals seemed further and further down the road. It turns out that optimism can't feed you and hope can't keep you warm. But over time, our courage waned as our dreams were taken over by the necessities of day-to-day living. But still, we held on to the tiny gem of hope. Hi, I'm Tim Rose, and this is the Tim Tunes Podcast. In this episode, we'll cover three songs about how my generation's hopes and visions were changed and challenged through the years. The first song questions what it is that holds us back and keeps us from doing what we need to do. The next song deals with keeping faith while trying to affect change against insurmountable odds. And the last song is about the duality of forces of survival and creativity. When I first started out, my goal was just to be able to make a living playing music. I'd already spent about 10 years playing three or four set nights, and I knew that wasn't the life I wanted. I saw my friends who went that route have a modicum of success, but year after year, they barely scraped by. I tried to get the venues to let me play my original stuff, but most venues only wanted a live jukebox. There was very little appetite for original music. Plus, I'd started my family and I needed to support them. Over time, it became harder and harder to get out there and play. So, of course, I wrote a song about it. After I'd written Lazy Love and What We Make It, both of which have tons of chords, I wanted to see how simple a chord structure I could use to make a song. This song uses only three chords, one of which is only played twice in the bridge. Of course, I couldn't leave well enough alone, so the rhythm of the song is fairly complex. The rhythm sounds simple, but it isn't. This version was recorded around 2005 at Jim Hallinan Studio in Northampton, New Hampshire. Jim is playing lead guitar and singing harmony. Dave Brown is playing drums. Robert Sycama is on fretless bass. And I'm singing lead vocal and playing rhythm guitar. Now, sit back and have a listen to 
What am I hiding from? By the way, you can hear Lazy Love and What We Make It on my family album collection. Also, you can listen to the stories of the songs on Season 1, Episode 7, and 10, respectively. 
By the mid-90s, my wife and I were both progressing in our careers. I was working in marketing and sales for a large software company, and she was working as a social worker. I was busy traveling for work and raising our two children. I hadn't been in a band or any other kind of organized music or theater group for many years. I continued to write songs during those years, but only played occasionally at open mics. I used that time to build my studio and learn how to use all the wonderful new samplers and synthesizers that were out there. I was looking for a project to inspire me when I decided to write a musical about homelessness. Since my wife was a social worker and a writer in her own right, <laughs> see what I did there? And since one of the characters in my musical was a social worker, I enlisted her to write the lyrics for a song about the frustrations that she faced on a day-to-day -day basis. I think the result speaks for itself. The story behind Homeless Souls is a topic for a future episode. I programmed this in my studio for my Homeless Souls musical around 1992 on my TAC 4-track cassette. I programmed and synced the samplers to play all the parts live with the TAC cassette while I mastered the tape and the synths into another cassette. This was in the days before I could afford any high-end or digital recording equipment. If it sounds complicated, it was. But you can hear the result for yourself as we listen to What Can One Person Do? Another ringing phone rooms, red looms, and families filtering. There's no room at the end. What can one person do? 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 Try to buy some time. A beggar's paradise. Court stays, cold days. There's no way they can win. There's no room at the end. What can one person do? 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 What can one person? What can one person? What can one person do? Hard to stay alone. Self-blame, who 
shame Can't get past the sin There's no room at the end What can one person do? 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 What can one person What can one person What can one person do? Kind of an odd ending, but 30 years later, it is what it is. This song is similar to the first song in that the subject of my angst is what I'm doing with my life. I first heard the phrase day gig back in the 80s. It's musician slang for the job that you have instead of playing music full time. I'm basically saying that my job is just that, a job, and that I should be playing music. So why don't I? I wrote this in the late 1990s or early 2000s. I was beginning to wonder if anyone was ever going to hear my stuff. If you write a bunch of songs and no one ever hears them, that kind of makes you a crazy, obsessive person who can't not write songs. So not too far from the mark. There are many excellent recordings of this songs with various bands over the ages. I struggled a bit to decide which one to include here. Bands seem to like playing this one. I think it was because they could all relate to it. Or maybe they just like the beat. This version was recorded with the band Collateral Damage around 2010 at lead guitarist James Hallinan's studio in Northampton, New Hampshire. It features me on vocals and rhythm guitar, Hal on lead guitar, Sean Morales on bass, and Ken Lois on drums. Now, please enjoy Day Gig. Just my day gig I'm moving on up now Do sex machina I will transcend somehow if I lose this silver chain, if I break this velvet bond, if I fly this gilded cage, can I wield that magic wand? It's just my day gig. It's just my day gig. It isn't what it seems I'm under house arrest In my American dream Will I lose my children? Will I break my wife? Will I fail my duties? Should I choose another life? It's just my day gig So I may not be doing what I Sometimes I do love what I do This is not the life that I've been thinking of This 
This is not the life that I would choose It's just my day up this episode. I hope you enjoyed our little trip down Misery Lane. May your angst be light and your way clear. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast or stream or purchase my published music on your favorite source, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, or Amazon. Or you can listen to the podcast over your favorite smart speaker slash personal assistant AI, including Amazon Alexa, Apple Siri, or Google Home. Just say, Play the Tim Tunes podcast to listen. Fare thee well. 